Hi, this is Scott Lancer, the Director of Associates for Biblical Research, and I'm here today uh, with another episode of Digging for Truth, and we're so glad you joined us today. I'm joined in the studio uh, by, uh, with Dr. Bryant Wood. Bryant Wood is the Director of Research for ABR. Bryant, we're so glad you're here. Welcome today. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And Bryant, we're going to continue our conversation about Biblical Jericho. Uh, we uh, have been focused on the evidence uh, that correlates with the biblical account, because that's been the point of controversy in the discussions about Jericho. And so we're focused upon that. The question people ask is, well, did the walls of Jericho actually fall down the way the Bible says? And we've, we've used that question many, many times because people say, well, maybe it didn't happen exactly the way the Bible says. But of course, the evidence speaks, and we're talking about the evidence, and we're sharing with everyone that the account of Biblical Jericho is an account that we can fully trust because uh, God, God has told us exactly what happened there. But let's talk a little bit more about some of the archaeological evidence. We're going to zero in right now with my first question for you, uh, and that has to do with the Egyptian scarabs found in the tombs at Jericho. Now, maybe people wouldn't necessarily think that this is, uh, you know, critical to uh, our, our, our dating uh, processes there, but they're actually extremely important, and maybe you could expand upon that. Mm -hmm. Yes, in our uh, previous uh, program, we talked about the pottery and how that supports the biblical dating of the destruction of Jericho. And from the Bible, we can work out that date quite precisely to uh, 1406 B.C. Kenyon, of course, said, uh, no, Jericho was destroyed 150 years earlier, but there were problems in her dating, as we mentioned. But uh, uh, there's not only the pottery evidence, but we have uh, uh, evidence from the tombs in the form of what we call scarabs, small amulets. And uh, these scarabs many times have uh, some name of an official or something, uh, or the name of a pharaoh. So we're very fortunate that at Jericho we have uh, five scarabs that uh, ha have the names of Egyptian pharaohs on them mm -hmm. that were discovered by John Garstang. Mm -hmm. And uh, they come from uh, two different tombs, and uh, these are all uh, pharaohs who ruled in the 15th century B.C. Now this is mm -hmm. the time period Kenyon said there was no city there. Yeah, <laughs> but we got yeah. scarabs from pharaohs who were ruling in Egypt at that time. Mm -hmm. So the earliest one is uh, Hatshepsut. Uh, she might be the uh, princess who drew Moses out of the water. Mm -hmm. uh, but she dated. Uh, she dates to uh, the uh, earlier part of that 15th century B.C. And then she was mm -hmm. uh, followed by her uh, nephew, Tutmosis III, a famous warrior Pharaoh who really uh, built uh, Egypt into a great uh, empire. Mm -hmm. uh, he ruled around the middle of the 15th century BC. Uh, and then we have, uh, actually we have two from, from Tutmosis III, two mm -hmm. scarabs. Mm -hmm. And then we have two from Amenhotep III who ruled at the end of the 15th century BC. Mm -hmm. And so in fact, uh, Garstang used these scarabs mm -hmm. to date the pottery that was in these tombs in that level. Mm -hmm. When he found the same kind of pottery in the tell 
along, uh, with that destruction level, he knew that was 15th century mm-hmm. or end of 15th century. Yeah. So that was the, the scarabs gave him the absolute dating okay. of that pottery that he used to date the destruction level. So, so just to reiterate for our viewers then, uh, th- these, these tombs, they found the scarabs, there was pottery in those tombs, it, Garstang used the, the scarabs to date the pottery. And then when he went back in his work at the tell itself, Yep, he was able to see the pottery yeah. and know the dating of it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there's one more. It's very interesting uh, that was found by uh, Kathleen Kenyon in her work. She did a lot of work in the cemetery and in those tombs. Mm-hmm. But she found uh, a, a scarab that did not have the name of the pharaoh, mm-hmm. but it has a unique motif. And it wasn't until... Uh, an Israeli scholar, Daphne Bentor, who is a specialist in scarabs, mm-hmm. uh, studied this uh, particular scarab. And in a uh, 2011 uh, publication, she said, well, this dates to the early 18th dynasty, mm-hmm. which again puts us into that 15th century, the time Kenyon said nobody was there, no city there, no city mm-hmm. for the Israelites to conquer. And, and so this comes from an Israeli uh, top-notch uh, expert mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. scarabs, and so there's there's a sixth uh, scarab mm-hmm. that came sort of came to light, uh, you know, in recent years. Yes. Uh, and so this evidence is very compelling, very strong, to overturn mm-hmm. Kenyon's dating. Mm-hmm. And of course, she didn't know the date of this. I mean, uh, it was just another scarab to her. Yeah. But uh, later on, it was uh, dated to that 15th century. So yep. uh, all of this supporting uh, the biblical dating mm-hmm. and uh, as we'll see as we go along, the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the correlation yes. between the findings at Jericho and the Bible. And the Bible. Yeah. Now, now, these scarabs are, it's a little bit like finding coins because you don't mm-hmm. find any coins from that period no, of time no. so these are, are something that we can use for dating right. uh, we just have a couple of minutes here brian uh, are there some other archaeological pieces of archaeological evidence that y- you feel are especially important uh well beyond the dating aspect mm-hmm. we have a lot of finds that correlate very nicely with the bible mm-hmm. you mentioned the uh, fallen walls at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and we have evidence to support that and uh, we could yeah. talk about uh, many things that were found mm-hmm. that would agree exactly with the bible okay and what's interesting is jericho has been used and is still being used as evidence against the historicity of the bible yeah and yeah. yet yeah. when you do the proper in-depth study and analysis, and nobody else has looked at this Jericho material since Kathleen Kenyon published it. They're happy with the results. <coughs> oh, this is great. Fits mm-hmm. my worldview, so to speak. Yeah, yes. Uh, so I'm a kind of a nutcase that came along and said, well, I'm going to look at this, you know. And yeah, I stumbled yeah. on it accidentally, as we talked about. But once you do that analysis and you s- see, well, this date mm-hmm. of Kenyon is wrong, then you begin to correlate with the Bible, mm-hmm. and we find everything lines up mm-hmm. and agrees 100%. So now we have a site that was used by the critics to disprove the Bible yeah, that yeah. is disproving the critics and supporting the Bible. Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's amazing to me 
this critical spirit is rampant in our culture, and this anti-Bible spirit, unfortunately, is growing, and it's really a problem. Uh, but some people think that Christians, Christian scholars, that they don't use scientific methods. They, they, they just take the Bible, they beat people over the head with it and said, well, you know, it's in the Bible, believe it. And we, we do believe the Bible, but we also do good scholarly work, good scientific work when it comes to, to archaeology. We're doing good work. We follow the evidence. We use the same methodologies uh, and, t- and technologies that other archaeologists use. And I know, like, at Shiloh, where we're digging now, that's especially true. We've, we've upped that. We're, we're using um, the most uh, up-to-date technology. Well, we have to take a break. Uh, we're having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Bryant Wood about biblical Jericho. And we'll come back and discuss uh, even more fascinating points with Bryant in just a moment. Hi, we're back again uh, with another exciting edition of Digging for Truth with our guest, Dr. Bryant Wood. Uh, Bryant is the Director of Research for the Associates for Biblical Research. ABR exists, of course, to to, uh, present the evidence from archaeology to show that the biblical accounts are true and that they correspond to one another. Our mission is to help the body of Christ have confidence in the Word of God. Bryant, we're talking about Jericho today, and we're talking about the evidence found there, and we've shared uh, that our viewers can trust the Bible. And if there, are, if there is anyone watching today who is doubting whether or not the account of Jericho was true, we're presenting evidence today that indeed what the Bible says is, is accurate. The main focus, of course, when you talk about Jericho are the walls that came tumbling down. <laughs> So uh, we're going to take a few minutes now just to unpackage that a little bit. What does it mean that the walls came down? What evidence do we find? Does that evidence correspond to the Bible? Mm-hmm. Maybe you could just share a little bit more about that with us. Yeah, well, we need to start by uh, looking at the fortification system. And uh, it, at Jericho, it's quite uh, complex and complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city uh, was built on what we call a tell, many uh, layers of occupational debris. Uh, and over the years, it gets built up to a high mound, mm-hmm. and we refer to that as a tell. Well, the uh, builders of Jericho, uh, of the city of the Bronze Age, which is what we're talking about, uh, constructed <clears throat> around that uh, loose material of that uh, built up uh, hill, a uh, kind of a, a, a rampart mm-hmm. around the outside mm-hmm. of the mound. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the base of that, they had a retaining wall, mm-hmm. which went right down to bedrock, and it held in place that earthen embankment. Mm-hmm. This uh, retaining wall was about 15 feet high. Then on top of the retaining wall, they built a mud brick wall, and that was uh, two meters wide. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would have been about uh, probably uh, uh, three times as high, six, seven, eight meters high. So we're Mm -hmm. talking maybe 20 feet Mm -hmm. uh, high. Uh, On top of this (laughs) this stone uh, retaining wall, 
Uh, and then at the crest of this embankment, they had another mud brick wall two meters wide. So you're telling us there was actually three walls, one on top of the other. Well, the retaining wall, not strictly a, not a freestanding wall. It's a revetment a wall, right? Yeah, Kenyon <laughs> called it a revetment wall, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then two mud brick walls beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so when we read in the Bible of the Israelites marching around Jericho mm -hmm. for those seven days, mm -hmm. This is what they were looking at. Yeah, it's formidable. A, st a stone yeah. facing, mm -hmm. you know, going up 40 feet maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a, a mud brick wall on top of that, a steep embankment of this uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, construction around this city. And then uh, on top of that, yet another mud brick wall. Yeah. I mean, this was not only formidable, but humanly speaking, impossible. impossible. It was going to require an act of God for oh, them to get uh, into absolutely. the city. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But yet, the Israelites obeyed God, didn't they? They, they marched around those mm -hmm. walls. I mean, they must have been wondering, what, why yeah. am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. There's no way we can get through this mm -hmm. fortification system. But they believed God, and yes. uh, they did exactly as he said. And on the seventh day, of course, they went around seven times, mm -hmm. blew the trumpets, shouted, and what mm -hmm. happened? The walls fell down. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. All, all of our translations say the walls fell down flat. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not quite what the Hebrew word says there. It's mm -hmm. a very uh, unique word, takteka, mm -hmm. is, is what the word is. And it means beneath itself. So the wall mm -hmm. fell beneath itself. So in this case, the, the meaning of this Hebrew word is really essential to having a, a, an understanding of how the walls fell and what may have happened. Well, we, we never understood the meaning or appreciated the meaning, perhaps you could say, mm -hmm. until Kenyon's archaeological dig there. Oh, that, that's she, fascinating. She put a yeah. uh, trench through <clears throat> on the west side, mm -hmm. cut through this embankment and the walls and the outer uh, mm -hmm. revetment wall, retaining wall. And so then we had a good idea of uh, what it was all about. Yeah. So the translation was all that they could come up with to explain this Hebrew word. The walls fell flat. But now we mm -hmm. know the wall, and we're talking about the mud brick. We're not yes. talking about the retaining wall, retaining it, wall. not a freestanding wall. The two mud brick walls fell, mm -hmm. collapsed down the embankment, down to the base of that stone retaining wall, mm -hmm. beneath themselves. Beneath themselves, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Kenyon found it on the outside of her West Trench. She found it on the north side of the town. There have been several excavations up against that stone retaining wall, they all found exactly the same thing. Big pile of mud bricks at the base of the wall. So the in a moment, wall. in a moment, uh, through a, an act of God, these walls come tumbling down and the Israelites in just, the, in just that moment could see their way up into the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the next thing we read in Scripture? They're, they are circling the city now. Mm-hmm. The walls fall. The Bible says every man went straight before him up into the city. Up into the city, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, the critics say, 
that the Old Testament was written hundreds of years after the events described. Mm -hmm. Now, how did they know, number one, that the walls fell beneath themselves? But number two, how do they know the Israelites went up? Well, they had to climb up over the debris mm -hmm. and up the embankment to get to the city, which is up on top yes, of yes, the tell. Yes. And uh, the way those mud bricks collapsed, they formed a ramp because that stone retaining mm -hmm. wall was still there 15 feet high. Yes. How are they going to get over that? The mud mm -hmm. bricks fell down, yeah. were deposited there, made a ramp. They went up over the fallen bricks up the embankment up into the city yes yeah. and the archaeology matches exactly the wording in the bible that's a, and it's beautiful it beautifully comes together and we can understand it more clearly uh looking at the archaeology mm -hmm. well it's an extraordinary account it's an extraordinary it's extraordinary evidence from archaeology <laughs> uh i'm here today with dr bryant wood and we're talking about biblical jericho we're talking about the walls falling down and the evidence there, and that evidence is extraordinary. And the wording of Scripture is, is more precise maybe than we fully realized until we had seen the archaeological evidence. Well, we encourage you to come back as we complete our, our discussion today on Biblical Jericho. Hi, this is Scott Lancer, and we're back again uh, for Digging for Truth to our, in our third segment today. We're talking about Biblical Jericho. Now, this is our, our second edition uh, of talking about Jericho because it's such an important site. It's important to our understanding of biblical history, and it's also been the center of controversy. Uh, those who, are, um, who, who come to the text with, with doubts about its historicity and we're sharing about the archaeology and the evidence there that shows that what the Bible has said is true and is accurate. I'm here today again with Dr. Bryant Wood, and Bryant has been talking about some of this evidence. We're going to uh, talk now, Bryant, about, uh, about Rahab. Now, everyone's familiar with the, the story of Jericho and Rahab and the fact that she was rescued, um, uh, and in particular about her house built into the wall of the city. Now, for us, we, we hear that and think, well, how, how in the world is that even the case? But archaeology really gives us uh, mm -hmm. insights to mm -hmm. that. Maybe you could elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, well, Rahab's house is a bit of a problem because if the walls fell down and supposedly Rahab and her family are hiding in, in her house, which is somehow connected to the wall, how could she have been rescued. I mean, yes. wouldn't she have perished when those walls came crashing down? Mm -hmm. Well, I think archaeology once again has uh, enlightened us on this issue, uh, mainly from some very early work at Jericho done by a German team between 1907-1909, uh, and they excavated an area on the north side of Jericho. Now, last segment, we talked about the uh, earthen embankment around the city and a lower mud brick wall and upper mud brick wall. Well, it turns out that people were living mm -hmm. on that embankment between the two walls. And okay. the German excavation uncovered many uh, homes uh, in that area. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of those houses were built right up against 
the lower mud brick wall right up against it and the lower mud brick wall became like the back wall of the house oh i see yeah yeah and yeah. uh so it seems in this one area in fact they found the germans uh, garstein found the same thing actually in this one little area on the mm -hmm. north side that the city wall did not fall down mm. in that stretch garstein found a bit of it uh, Kenyon found a, a bit of it. The Germans are the ones that found most of the material there. But uh, we have plenty of evidence that shows that the city wall, that mud brick wall, did not collapse. In fact, uh, the Germans found it still intact for a height of nine feet. Mm. So that's pretty mm. significant mm -hmm. uh, with the houses built up against it. So when we take a careful look at the Hebrew uh, explanation here, in our English translations, now, when we talk about the walls falling down, all the translations agree fell down flat. That's mm -hmm. not exactly right, but mm -hmm. <laughs> close. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to Rahab's house, they don't know, the translators don't know what to do with it. Uh, her house was on the wall. Her house was in the wall. Her house was in a corner <laughs> of the wall. Yeah, if you look yeah. at the translations, it's interesting to see how they dealt with it. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew actually says Rahab's house was Bakir Hahoma. Hmm. Now, kir is a Hebrew word for a small wall. Okay, but sometimes it means the vertical surface of a wall. Mm -hmm. uh, and ba just means against. Then that's followed by hahoma, which is the fortification wall of the city, the big mm -hmm. wall. Yeah. yeah. So here we have these two little pieces and translators don't know what to do with it yeah. because they tried to translate here as little wall. Uh, no, we need to take the meaning of vertical surface. So her house was built against the vertical surface of the city wall. That's mm -hmm. the literal translation of Bakir Hahoma. Mm -hmm. That's what the Germans found. Mm -hmm. Houses built up against that city wall and the wall preserved and so God in his providence, when he brought the walls down, he said, oh, wait, Rahab's house is here. I, I'm not going to bring the wall down here. And yeah, so yeah. it was preserved. Her house was preserved. Now, you remember in the mm. account of the spies yeah. that uh, Rahab hid them on the roof of her house yes, under the flax. Yes. And then she told them to escape. How mm -hmm. did they escape? Out the window of her house, which was actually a hole in the wall of yeah. the city, the yeah. city wall. Yeah. And that red uh, scarlet cord, of course, she let them down. Mm -hmm. And what does it say? They fled to the mountains. Mm -hmm. So uh, the north side were right close to the mountains of Judah, yes. not far away. They didn't try to go back, you know, around the city wall to the south to cross the Jordan River. Right, no, right. they didn't go that way to get back to the camp on the other side of the river. They Went fled the immediately hills. to the mountains. It, mm -hmm. it just all fits together perfectly. Three days later, the spies snuck back across the river. And it reflects an eyewitness account. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, there's extraordinary detail there. And even though some people try to make light of this evidence, the fact of the matter is the biblical account matches perfectly with what we find in the archaeology. Exactly. And there was, a, there was evidence of a fire there, and we're, we're coming down to the end here, Brian, but maybe you could just talk a little bit about that evidence of fire, yes, fire uh, destruction. Uh, in the city, uh, 
all of the excavations there have found a great thick uh, layer of ash and uh, burning uh, evidence and so on. Mm -hmm. Kenyon made the observation that some of the walls had fallen, of the houses in the city. Mm -hmm. And she observed that the, the walls fell before the fire that mm -hmm. destroyed the city. That's exactly what we read in the Bible. The walls yes. fell, they, burned, they went up into the city, and they, and they set the it on fire. So yeah. we have abundant evidence to support the sequencing and, and exactly what took place there. And it just matches perfectly with what we yeah. read in Scripture. And even, even the... Uh, uh, they found the jars full of grain, and yeah. they, that was that was burnt. But they didn't take the grain because God told them to leave yeah. leave that all Don't there. Don't plunder, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, when you look at all the evidence, it's quite extraordinary. Well, we're so glad you've been with us today on this fascinating journey discussing uh, biblical Jericho and the archaeological evidence. You know, the 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 evidence is strong for the biblical account, its accuracy. Uh, we can depend upon what God has told us about this important city in the Bible. God showed the Israelites he was faithful. He, he challenged them to obey him, to march around the city. And the walls came tumbling down, and they were able to march up into the city and to do what God had told them to do. God had given the city over to them. Well, we encourage you also to listen to the word of the Lord, to honor him, to obey him, to do all that God has called you to do, together we serve the Lord and we give him glory. And we are so thankful for his word and that, that it is trustworthy and true. Thank you for joining us today.